How's it going folks? I'm Brother Matthew and welcome to Christian Coffee Time, where we sit down together to study the Word of God. And in this video we're going to be talking about the Book of Enoch. Now there have been so many people have been asking me about this lately. Um, what is it? Is it uh, lost scripture? Is it something that should be considered scripture? Uh, is it correct? Is it safe? Or Some people condemn it, some people accept it. So we're going to be taking a look at this from a biblical perspective to try to figure out what this thing is all about. So again, it doesn't matter what I think, what anyone else thinks, it doesn't matter of our opinions, our ideologies, our feelings, anything. It All that's irrelevant. The only thing that is relevant is what the Word of God says. So we're going to be going from the Word of God to judge this thing righteously to see if it is of God. Okay, so it all starts first. We have to take a look at biblical authority. So with that, we want to take a look at Psalms chapter 12, Psalms chapter 12, verse 7. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Now what? The back up verse 6. The words of the Lord, the word of God, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. So the word of the Lord is preserved unto all generations. Then we go to the next one. I want to take a look at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our, of our God shall stand forever. And we want to take a look at the next one. Let's take a look at this. So in Matthew chapter 5, verse 18, For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Jot and tittle, that's the Hebrew and Greek. So, till heaven and earth pass, not one smallest point of the Greek or smallest point of the Hebrew shall pass away. It's preserved by God. Unto all generations. Then we take a look at Luke 16, verse 17. And it is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail. Then we're going to take a look at Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book, and if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from things which are written in this book. Okay, so now we've established this, that the word of God is held by God, preserved by God. Second Peter chapter 1 verses 20 to 21, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the scriptures came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they are moved by the Holy Ghost. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So what does this all say? When you put all these together, well, what, what's the point of all of this? The point of all of this is that all scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, is preserved by God without fail. There's no error. There's no contradiction. There are no lost books of the Bible. 
There are no lost books of the Bible. If there is one single contradiction in the Word of God, if there are lost books of the Bible, God's a liar. He did not preserve it unto all generations. God says, my word is above my very name. How high and holy are the names of God? He says, my word is above my very name. So it's that special, that sacred, that powerful, that, that protected. God protects his word. So it all starts with understanding that the scriptures are complete and that there are no missing books of the Bible. With that, we then can deduce that the book of Enoch or any of those other types of things are not scripture and they are not lost books of the Bible. So the first thing we must establish is God's word is the final absolute authority, complete, protected, preserved by God. Okay, with this then, we go to the accuracy of Scripture. I want to take a look at Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 to 9. Galatians chapter 1, verses 8 to 9. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. And as the scriptures say, God is not the author of confusion. He gives us not the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. And that God will never contradict his word. He will, he will never contradict his word. So, where anything contradicts the word of God is then accursed of God. As we saw in 2 Peter 1, 20-21, it's not open to personal interpretation. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, all scripture is given by God from Genesis to Revelation. He spoke it to his holy men who wrote it down. Well, the Bible is written by man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It was written by man, but God told them what to write. Then we see in Revelation 22, 18 and 19, curses and warnings and oaths are, are given upon those that would add to, subtract, or change from the Word of God. So we got to take a look at from that perspective then. Using this as the lens, looking through the Scriptures at these things instead of looking at these things at the Scriptures. Why am I building all this up? Why am I talking about all this? Because... You have to have all this in your mind. You have to be looking at it this way when you approach the book of Enoch. Now, firstly, the writings of Enoch that he did, that Enoch did write, are included in the Bible. They are included in the Bible. People say, well, the book of Enoch contains the writings of Enoch. Yeah, but again, that doesn't immediately validate that book as scripture because well the book of mormon contains some passages of scripture the jehovah's witness writings contain some scripture so does are they scripture then no so we got to look at it from that perspective so that which enoch did write is included in the bible but what some do is they say that because they're also included in other writings that then validates them well that's 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 illogical that's that's wrong thought You'd have to then say that the Book of Mormon and all of those are just as valid then. The enemy knows how to quote and cherry pick and misuse the scripture. As we see that Satan did to Jesus in the temptation in the wilderness, Satan quoted Psalm 91. But again, he twisted it and cherry picked it and misquoted it, trying to use it for some other means. He didn't quote the whole context. So... 
The history of the Book of Enoch, though, is we got to take a look at it this way. The history of the Book of Enoch started a few thousand years ago with an Ethiopian mystic. Now, how do I know much about this kind of stuff? Well, I used to have the Book of Enoch. I used to read it. I used to study it. And I did a lot of research on this. And also, the thing about the Book of Enoch, there's a lot of interesting history that encompasses it. Uh, for example, the Book of Enoch is a mandatory required reading in the in the Church of Satan of Anton LaVey in, in San Francisco. Uh, the Book of Enoch is a mandatory required reading in witchcraft as well because of what it teaches. It contains a lot of demonic knowledge, demonic information, names of demons. It contains the Enochian language of the demons, so you know how to conjure them, summon them, talk to them, control them. Uh, and it contradicts the Bible relentlessly, but I'm getting ahead of myself. The history of the Book of Enoch started with the Ethiopian mystic a couple thousand years ago as he gathered together all the different legends and lore and myths of the land and gathered, put it all together, including some of the writings of Enoch and some others, and wrote up a mystic novel that he then published throughout the land. Um, the Essenes, which are a subsect under the Sadducees, gathered it, called it the Book of Enoch to validate it, and then they used this as their main main source. They then went out, out of Jerusalem into the mountains with the same camp where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Essenes were angel worshippers, angel conjurers, or Colossians 2.18, abstain from will worship of angels, Paul's referring to the Essenes. So, their writings are spread throughout the land into every culture and religion. That's why you can find aspects of the Book of Enoch in pretty much every culture and religion around the world. The Essenes, a mystic subsect, are the ones that massively proliferated it throughout Judaism. The Book of Enoch teaches that sin came into the world by a demon named Azaziel. But the Bible says sin came into the world by Adam. The angels assisted Noah in building the ark. Nope, that didn't happen. That God will choose out of hell the righteous from the ungodly. Nope, that's not going to happen either. It teaches Greek mythology that the sun and moon rides in a chariot. Uh, nope. That the moment that Noah was born, at the moment of birth, he levitated and his, uh, and his eyes opened, he shot light beams out of his eyes and he spoke. Yeah, that didn't happen. That there are 300 meter tall giants. Nope, that didn't happen. That Enoch flew around the sky on a cloud. Uh, no. And that the book claims that all of its information came from uh, direct revelations from heaven. Uh, nope, that didn't come from God then. Contradicts the Bible. The Essenes later left Jerusalem, went into the mountains, and formed their own camp. The camp of the Essenes, which is now the ruins place, as I mentioned, with the Dead Sea Scroll Discovery. The Essenes were a camp of angel conjurers, angel worshippers, that used the teachings of the Book of Enoch to help them and assist them in their mystic knowledge. Uh, uh, demon conjuring, spirit conjuring, tons of spirit names, how to manipulate and converse with them and the demonic Enochian spirit language, which is used in satanic church and witchcraft today, which is why Paul wrote, as I mentioned, Colossians 2.18. It also teaches tons and tons of information that contradicts the Bible. When you take the Bible and the Book of Enoch together, you would not believe how much the Book of Enoch contradicts the Bible. So, it comes down to authority. What are you going to believe, the Bible or this thing? you got to understand there are no lost books because then God would be a liar and anything that contradicts the Bible is not of God. 
So what is the Book of Enoch then? It is a book of demonic knowledge, demonic information. It's a satanic book that's not scripture. It's not lost biblical knowledge. It's not of God at all. It, it, that uh, they actually brought it into Kabbalah as well, the Kabbalistic mysticism of Middle Eastern witchcraft. They, uh, they use the Book of Enoch to teach this kind of stuff. The Kabbalistic Essene Jews took the book and called it the work of Enoch to legitimize it. It completely contradicts the Bible, teaches heresies made up of lore. It's not biblical in any way, shape, or form. What does the Bible say about such books of curious things like these? Acts 19.19, 19, they gathered together the books of curious arts and burned them. And so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So it should not be trusted, should not be read, has no business in a Christian's life. It's not biblical history in any way whatsoever. It's as much Bible as Dr. Seuss is. It is the cause of many Christian downfalls because it also induces immense crazy psychotic conspiracy theory obsessions on the crazy things that it teaches and it's full of absolute blasphemous heresies the book of enoch is not scripture it's not lost book it's not a lost book of the bible all you need is this this is complete this is all you need and any doctrine teaching opinion ideology feeling experience whatever that contradicts the word of God even remotely is wrong. So take that, use it, uh, uh, use that, and think about this, pray about this. I'm not telling you what to do, I'm just giving you the information. Pray about this. Because this is something that's really, really big. So many so, uh, people who call themselves Christians are obsessed with that thing. I used to have a copy. I got rid of it. I destroyed it because it's satanic. I prayed about it, fasted and prayed about it, and the Lord led me to get rid of it because it's evil. It contradicts the word of God. So, give us some thought. Pray about that. And according to the word of God, this is the final absolute authority, and God cannot lie. God cannot lie. But the devil can, and the devil knows how to manipulate information. Give it some thought. God bless.